0: Hello oh yeah, and start broadcasting this from the beautiful central coast of California. It's, it's the, the Dr. Death, Death Danger, Danger Radio Show. Show. the head movements, and I accidentally unplugged yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't hear you. I got like our fucking theme song going on. Why'd you, that? Why'd you brick our theme song's audio so loud? I don't know,
0: but fucking, that's just how it is, and I'm not sure if I actually turned off anything. But other than that, how's it going listeners? Welcome back to the Doctor Danger Radio Show, or the Triple D Radio Show, as I rebranded it to make it easier to find for myself and anyone else. Looking for the show. I am your good host James. Also with me is good host Edward.
1: Your boys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my mom's favorite podcast. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to start saying that that, that that's something you could put on a t-shirt. That's fucking hilarious line. It's like, bro, like my podcast is my mom's favorite, or yeah, or like my or like something like my mom says my podcast is better than your podcast. Lol.
0: <laughs> so yeah, no, friggin', we're here today with the usual solid lineup. Um. We got hot or not. Yeah. Supplied by good friend Jake Boatsteel, which we will play after we talk about life. We also mm-hmm. have what did we listen to today to review? <laughs> We're doing a very proper intro for fucking once.
1: Okay, so our album this week was by a fella who I found out's deceased. Uh his name is Ali Farka Touré. I'm sure I said his name wrong. Who was in um African blues guitarist who as a child was possessed by demons
0: when we were reading his bio on them from the book from a thousand one albums to die, whatever, we're doing some album with him and Ryan yeah. Cooper. And today we're here to watch uh crank high voltage because last week we watched crank with Jason Statham and it's yes. like, well, fuck now let's watch the second one and spoiler. It's pretty ridiculous, but you know, yeah. let's talk about life. Anything you, uh, you said you had some
1: for the cast. Okay. So what you got for me, bro? You know, in life, good things happen and bad things happen. Nice. And I would say that, there, there there, was... Okay, so here is my day yesterday. I'm going to start with the bad, then we're going to go into the good. Like a sandwich. Yeah. We're going to start with the bread. A posse sandwich. And then we're going to get the meat and cheese. Hmm. Okay, so here's how it works. I got to work at my store, right? And... I parked on the roof of a parking structure that's right across from the roof because I'm closing that night. So that means if I park there, I get to leave for free Um, because, you know, by the time I'm out, whatever. And (coughs) I'm already running a little late. And so uh, I get to the elevator. I open the elevator door. I'm like, okay, I'm about to step inside. Someone shit in the elevator. Nice. Nice. Just a solid turd up in the
0: elevator. Oh, it wasn't solid Someone had a fucking go. Oh, it was a fuck. Oh.
1: Let me tell you something. Dude, they fucking evacuated up in that shit. I have a pretty strong stomach, but I'm not Ooh. I'm not exaggerating thinking about it now. Makes the stomach turn. It was it was bad, it looked bad, and it smelled bad. And I felt bad too because I was on like the third or second flight of stairs, right? To the floor, and then I saw someone call the elevator to the first floor. I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm trying to hurry down, hurry down. Hey, don't, <sighs> hey, don't use the elevator. Someone fucking drop fucking diarrhea in that bitch. <laughs> and then I get to the bottom, and I, I reached out. And before I could say, don't get in the elevator, the elevator is already there, and it was too late. They had seen. They had smelt. They fucking saw this disaster. And then the rest of that day and today... I was up and down ladders with heavy boxes all day, moving stuff, transitioning stuff. Hands are sore, arms are sore. And the elevator still isn't goddamn fixed. So I had to walk up four flights of stairs after these long grueling days. I'm really getting shredded, bro. Yeah, I'm really Fucking tired. Burning them calories. I'm a little loopy almost. I'm so tired. Yeah. Uh, now, but there is one bit of good news that balanced this all out. Was this made all it worth today? It. No, it, this was yesterday and today. Oh, okay. There was one bit of good news I heard today that made all that bullshit worth it. Tom Brady's not going to the Super Bowl. The Niners lost to the Rams. <laughs> the Niners or the Bucks. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The Bucks lost to the Rams. What? By like 3 points. Okay. <laughs>
0: Wait 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 wait. From what
1: I heard on NFL Twitter, I guess their special teams sucked so hard that the Rams were able to do something with that. But it sounded like it was a close game. I don't know. All I know is Tom Brady's not going to the Super Bowl.
0: Wait, how many more? T- how many more playoff
1: games there's left? Is it? Are we at the two? T- uh, two more. Um, yeah. Are they two both more. the championship games? I think so. The AFC, and NFC championships. Yeah yeah yeah. I just know that this is a very interesting Super Bowl. You're like,
0: fuck yeah. Fucking
1: Brady ain't going. <laughs> yeah, I know. Suck it, goat. <laughs> but no, yeah. that's pretty
0: insane to hear that Brady's not going. Yeah, I know.
1: I thought for sure but, the I'm Bucks not... were a shoe in. No, I'm about to say, aren't like the Niners in the, like, still in the playoffs? Oh, dude. I'm pissed about the Niners because my boss is a Niners fan. And then Uh, this is a true
0: thing. mm, Niners in the playoffs. This is a
1: true thing that happened to me yesterday. I gave her a call because I was like, hey, a question about this thing. I'm doing this thing. Uh, What can I do about this? Uh, Or or just double checking what you want me to do about this. Give me a call or text back. She did not call me back. She did text me back, but she only texted me back to say, my Niners won. Yes, yes. Like, okay. Thanks, Sandra. Oh, dude, she's been merciless on me because because the Raiders lost to the Bengals. Like, every time I see her, she's like, well, you know those Raiders weren't going to be able to do it, and I'm just like... Oh my god! They could have. Don't get, don't be at me like that. You who says the Niners are just Niners, as have any luck too? The Niners is always a really
0: personal thing. They're just, just lucky that they had Joe Montana for like a split second.
1: The Niners have always consistently had people that could be considered goats. Like besides Montana and Kaepernick, like they've always had really good people. I mean, I mean, like there are some teams where I'm like, where I'm like, you could say they had like one or two notable guys. The Niners have had like seven. It's it's nutty. But the the Niners thing's always gonna be a little more personal because there's uh there, there's a there's a family divide about that. Dude so the it's...
0: fucking like Bills and Chiefs games was a pretty gnarly one. It went to OT and
1: it was, the score is forty two thirty six. Who won that? Uh the Chiefs. Yeah, that's right. Honestly, if the Bills couldn't beat the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are gonna get their next ring. Honestly. Unless the Rams or the Bengals can pull upset of the millennium. Because I was like, dude, I'm trying to
0: see where the brackets are for, like, the fucking playoffs.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the games are next week. Um, And I'll be honest, I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs a lot, and I'm really not a huge fan of uh, Patrick the Kermit Frog Mahomes. But um, it's better than Tom Brady. Better than Tom Brady. It, I'll tell you what, my nightmare scenario is seeing the Niners and the Chiefs at the Super Bowl. I won't watch.
0: I'm trying I, to remember, what was the fucking, um, who, what were the Rams, are they part of, oh dude no, San Francisco and the Rams go off next, or the next game, yeah, holy, so <laughs> my we'll, battle old
1: California So we'll, we'll, I was about to say they're not even a real California team, but I forgot, I grew up with them in St. Louis, but they were a California team first, so they were a California team
0: yeah, no, dude. Battle of the Bay versus L.A., bro. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, it, yeah. Nortenios versus versus a Conference game. Whoever, whichever team wins, gets to officially call themselves the epitome of California cool.
0: About to say shit. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, look at it. Like, yeah, no. I guess this is the fucking like. Tra- the fucking AFC
1: and NFC championship. I'm game. telling you, James, you've missed a hell of a season. <laughs> I guess so.
0: It's been crazy. Well, that sounds like a sounds like football is actually exciting. Remember that? Like there was a moment where like no one gave a shit. Yeah, like, like football was kind of boring and like too for political like for a nor- good four or five years. Yeah, and then I guess for once the season actually got. Oh, exciting. and the Packers
1: got knocked out.
0: Yeah, by the Niners. By, by,
1: by the Niners. By the Niners. Which that was crazy to me. <laughs> Because I thought for sure, I thought Aaron was going to take it all the way. Because there's rumors that this might be his last season in Green Day. I almost said Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, the fourth member of Green Day. Yeah, in the Green Bay. <laughs> don't want to be a Packers idiot. But yeah, it's football's been crazy this year. Hey, dude, we got
0: fucking the Battle of California going on next week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't like the Rams either, but I like them a little more than the Niners. I know the battle of the bay. But yeah, that's my life. Uh someone's shit in the elevator and Tom Brady's not going to the Super Bowl. Cool, dude. Cool, dude. I What's have up not de- I have not dealt with uh shits to- I have not
0: dealt with fucking exploding turds in the elevator. I did have a very good like evacuation turd on Saturday from like a giant pizza I ate the night prior, but that is as much information I will dive into. Okay. You don't need to go more into that. Was but- it
1: was that you in the elevator, James? No.
0: No, I have a bathroom. With a bidet,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, fuck you it. and I swear you and Jake go really hard on like selling that bidet stuff, dude.
0: It's a pretty fucking awesome device for cleaning your bunghole. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm just saying
1: it why, just. Why don't you just use washcloths instead?
0: Washcloths,
1: yeah, instead of toilet paper. Toilet papers are smooth and they smear everything. If you use a yeah, washcloth, but you use a bidet to clean that
0: shit off, though, oh. for like extra clean. Oh. No, I use fucking toilet paper. No, the order is toilet paper, but day, and then freaking whatever, like freaking bunghole wipes I got for extra clean to make it nice. Then I can
1: make it feel nice and fresh down there. Bro, sounds like you got a clean ass. Why the fuck did I just say that? (laughs) <laughs> What's up with your life, James? Besides, besides you, beside besides besides, 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 part, your sh- besides your shit and dude, your last, clean ass. Dude,
0: last time it was just like work's been getting better. It's been Good. fine. Not as well, like I feel like like people are realizing okay, we can't be holding as high as expectations. It's a small business, and some people are a little silly. But yes, this past week was pretty smooth and pretty chilling for the most part. Good. And then uh, other than that, it's just me getting ready for the weekend tour next week, which I don't know when we'll get our next episode up. That is a question that me and I were will have to discuss either later in the podcast or after our scheduling because yeah, I'm going be to be gone like because I'm going to be gone for like the whole weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, we could talk about that during one of the breaks. Are you going to talk about are, are you thinking of taking a are you going to take a bath break after Hot or Not or the album? I don't know.
0: We'll figure out. Okay. We'll figure out something. But there is that. I am doing like a garbage, like little mini tour, which forget the first two days. I kind of don't care about. Like it'll be fine enough. We're gonna. i will gonna go kick it good for a Gifford boat still. I guess my bandmates might either like join along or not. They can find wherever they want to sleep. I know for sure. Good for a boat still does have like floor space for them if they want to come out and crash out. Why wouldn't they want to crash at his place? I don't know. Maybe they want to go somewhere else. Oh, okay. Like, you know, like, these people have friends, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I would say, like, it's the, it's like, really. Hey, I have, like, some, I'm sure, like, I'm sure some of my, like, my bandmates want to go meet up with their friends, get bong blasted, and maybe mac on whatever chick that they're talking to.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Or they could just be like me, where it's like, I don't know, let's have a just chill night, play some fucking Nintendo, and, like, fucking say profane shit at each other. <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to say, I thought you said profound for shit. I'm like, oh, I was being like, no, the, the dialogue during those game sessions is not profound. It is profane, though.
0: It is profane. there's like, there'll be good at some profanity, but it's usually in like, in good spirits. Other than that, my weekend's been kind of chilling, relaxing for the most part. Oh, fuck. I went like, I went and hanged out with good friend Dylan while he was doing some fucking deliveries last night. And Jesus fucking Christ, not going to lie, because it like it started going late. Like, I thought I'd be excited, but then I just started crashing around his car. And dude, he is such a fucking shitty, jerky driver. (laughs) Like,
1: dude, I was burping so much because he was sloshing my stomach around. His driving was so wack. He made you burp. I've never heard of that before. Well,
0: I can feel it. I'm just like, oh, I'm just like so fucking. My stomach just whoosh, 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 and I'm like, yeah, yeah,
1: burp.
0: I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and then like him because it's like fucking his phone. Like he's got some garbage charger where it's like, like his phone's like at one percent while doing some of these deliveries. Oh. God. So like the nice just getting fucking late, and obviously there was one like there's a shitty fucking talk about that like. You wait like thirty minutes for your fucking order. Oh, is it
1: the one here in town? Yeah, that's what Oh the- that place is that place has been awful for like ten years. Yeah, no. I don't know why anyone
0: fucking goes there. Oh. I don't know why. There's another one in town that doesn't have that issue. I don't know why. Yes, this one's open late. I don't know why anyone wants to order from there, but I literally was like Fuck this place. But I knew, like, Dylan was getting an order, and I'm just like, ha, 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 he's going to be here for 30 minutes. And, lol, he was. I was just hanging out watching Matrix videos. But there was a moment, like, dude, I'm crashing out of his car. I was like, dude, I want to go fucking home. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, not going to lie, this kind of fucking sucks ass. Like, I have done deliveries with him, it's cool, but when I'm like, dude, I'm also pretty tired right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's like fucking getting to midnight. The point
1: is you showed up.
0: Yeah, I was just chilling, hanging. It's so, like, for, like, having some conversations with good friend Jake about, like, me, like, crashing down his pad this next weekend. But, yeah, no, nothing like... I'm trying to think, like, specifically because, obviously, oh, this fucking one... Because, like, there was one where good friend Dylan went to, like, a hotel, but the person gave him the wrong address. So, he parked and walked. He didn't close his fucking door, though. He left his driver's door open, which maybe I should have got up and closed it, but I'm like, I'm not as fucking, like, you should be a big kid close that shit. Oh, my God. But I'm chilling. He fucking takes like 10 minutes for whatever reason to like go drop off this order. I don't know where the fuck he walked to. I'm just hanging out talking with Jake. He fucking comes back and he just starts blasting the AC. It's also 45 <laughs> degrees outside. I'm like, I'm like I've am been chilling in the car while the doors open and shit. And he walks back like, I'll burn it up. I didn't even turn on AC. I'm like, it's fucking winter, bro. Why the fuck you blast the AC? Did he get and that much like walking? I guess so. And I'm, like, chilling my shorts and a long sleeve. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Dude, I'm fucking cold. Could you just crack open a window and, like, just let the
1: heater still be on? That's it's fucking winter. That's hilarious. Only Dylan could feel hot in 45-degree weather. Yes, after walking to who
0: knows where. Yeah, He's not in the best health. Not well, gonna yeah, lie. that's true. That doesn't help, but, yeah, no. I just remember his last delivery. He just, like, he gives this person their food. I don't know how long they walk. I'm sure it's been like 30 minutes. No, it's like what's like 15, 15 seconds, maybe 30 seconds. Like the people already got their food, and there's like a good amount of like time. It's like kind of chilling, and all I just hear is Dill's like, hey dude, I like your shirt hat. I'm like, (laughs) wait, are you trying to do customer service? Are you trying to say nice things after like you already give them the food? Like a long time ago, like time has stood still. I like your shirt hat. I don't know what the dude like. <clears throat> I guess some dude wrapped a shirt around his head. I'm like, what? I literally was over it that night. I was like, bro, just fucking get driving. I want to go home. <laughs> like he wants to go home and eat too, but I'm at the same time. It's like I've been stuck in the car with his like jerky ass fucking sketch ass driving. I'm just like, oh god. Like even when he breaks his fucking car, fucking uh, his car is like feels like a fucking slinky when he breaks. He breaks it like, I'm like go, go go go. I'm like, god damn it! Riding in it, riding with him sucks.
1: Also, I'm just like, a pending accident might happen at some point. I'm trying to figure out if this is karma for something, but I don't think so. I think this is bad luck, bro. I don't know. Like, good thing for
0: him that he was doing, like, able to do late night deliveries. but I was like, dude, I was tired. I was like, I was ready to crash out. (laughs) I I I was crashing out in his car, but I'm like dealing with this jerky driving, and I'm like, this is kind of like hell right now. Would that be? This is like
1: the second circle, maybe third circle, hole I'm dealing with. Would this, uh, would this be more nerve wracking during the daytime because you've got more cars out? You think for you if you're a passenger? Hard to say. I'd be more awake. <laughs> I'm like tired and shit, but then on my tone, it's like
0: fucking just do this way, go this way. <laughs> like I had to go play it, like take it to the points. Like all right, do you know how to get back to the rehearsal space? Cool. I just remember just the fucking worst part: blasting AC is well, it's 45 <laughs> degrees outside. That sucked. I was like, bro, why the fuck you put it? I was like, wow. why are you putting on the AC? <laughs> I'm really hot, and I'm like, okay, I understand that, but also my inner dialogue's like, what the fuck. <laughs> It's fucking winter.
1: Oh, uh, that's hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. All right. We do like, it is a little
0: later evening for us, so let's get on with the show. Okay. All right. We're going to bring bring up hot or not. Okay. That's hot. That's hot.
1: That's hot. That's hot. That's really, bro. Hot. That that's fucking, is like, so the that's pause was really that yes. is really that nutty. Yes. Like, almost as long as this fucking really bumper. hot, okay, hot. hot. Nice hat, James. Oh, yeah. It was like that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just out of order, Hey, yo, nice shirt hat. I was like, shirt hat? What the fuck do you mean? And he's like, oh, he's got like a shirt around his head. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck.
1: I know you want to get your
0: tip. I'm like, you know what gets your tip? Just getting them their food. On time ni- and hot. Yes, yeah, in a nice, timely manner. Yes. And whatever reason, but fucking here's the thing: delivering food out at, at the fucking college
1: up the road kind of fucks, it kind of sucks ass. <laughs> I, I haven't done it, but I'm gonna take your word. What's yeah. What's this week's track? All right. So this week's
0: track is by Falling Reverse. Their new hit single "Zombified." Which... You know,
1: I had a feeling because we were talking about Ronnie Radke for the last few weeks, so that that in, in our group chat, so that I'm I'm not too surprised. Also, I
0: now have made a thing. I have had Jake send in a voice clip explaining why he chose this.
1: Oh, okay. So for this week's hot or not, it is "Zombified" by Falling in Reverse. Ronnie Radke is a known Lightning Rod. Um, He's kind of like the Kanye West of hard rock. But uh, the music video is pretty high production for, you know, a hard rock band. Which I guess I got to show you the music video again. Yeah, basically, (sighs) I know the song deals with cancel culture and Ronnie Radke being the personality that he is. And um, maybe there's some subliminal stuff in there about COVID and all that. I don't know, but it's up for you guys to determine and find out if it is hot or not. Thank you, good friend Jake. Thank you, Jake. You got to be on the podcast. Again. I know.
0: I like. I was like, that was a good idea with the voice clips.
1: No, actually, yeah. It that gets- helps. Because I was actually about to ask you if there's another rant slash explanation from Jake this week. Well, now he can just say it himself personally. I just found it really funny last week when he gave that long thing about what's hot and everything. It's just like as like you, well, at least now we have it. I Because when idea. you called him out the week before, you you must have hurt his feelings. Yeah, I'm like the date wise. I'm like, why the fuck does this matter? But I'm like, I
0: guess just whatever songs that's trending.
1: Okay, so if anyone's curious about my thoughts on Ronnie Radke, um, I'll admit I, I, I I'm. I'm like, I feel like he does create interesting music and has. I don't know how ahead of the time I'd call him. This is your living room slash. <laughs> disregard the ad. I feel like, in a fashion sense and appearance sense, he was definitely ahead of the time. Uh, I'm saying that because I recently just watched the punk rock NBA's. Uh, video on him for the first time I will say falling reverse does not make boring music Um, I'm a little hit or miss on his voice slash vocals but hey you know it is uh, he is what it is I've said for a while I think he's our generation's Axl Rose and like Axl Rose he's pulled some sussy bad shit and also has a voice that people could either take or leave I mean not everyone likes Axl Rose's voice but they're they were they've been so popular for so long. Every, it's just one of those things you associate. But he's only been around for like 20 years. Oh, fuck. Is it? Been, it's been about 20 years. Almost. Yeah. And I here's the thing about my take on Ronnie Rocky. Why are
0: some fucking neckbeards nerds still trip out on this guy?
1: Oh, I Time can, has passed. No one gives a fuck about it now. Oh, I can. I can tell you exactly why. Because heavy metal geeks are because heavy metal geeks got nothing better to do. Fucking real I, I'm not even a fan of Falling in Reverse Maybe one day if I'll I ever listen to, to geek, all their- <laughs> Stop listening to shitty metal and shit Go find actually good raw bullshit Look, dude, I was on a typo negative live video the other day And one dude was like Oh man they had such a great live sound I loved seeing them You could tell these guys real about them. I'm like okay cool I'm reading along But then at the end for no reason He's like yeah he's he's just like Not like that shitty Metallica They Metallica tries to be what band liked And so I wrote there I'm like what the fuck was that at the end I said why do heavy metal geeks take any opportunity they can to shit talk Metallica that's all I said and then he comes back with like a giant paragraph calling me a keyboard warrior a fanboy and saying that uh, I don't know just basically insulting me and I just responded back with lol I'm like trying to insult you and like lol bro people still think like that and it's hilarious it's
0: sad and pathetic alright here's the new hit yeah. song by Falling Reverse Zombified I've kind of, I've like heard, I like watch a video i someone reacting to this. I don't know why, but I kind of did. But as I said, I guess the video is worth noting. It's a pretty good, solid production. Plus, also Falling Reverse is that one of those bands that do the singles route these days.
1: Yeah, they haven't really, released an album in like five years.
0: But is there a point to? I don't know. But I guess, like, are they writing
1: banger hit songs? You know, it's actually part of the reason why Motley Crue originally called it quits, because... Uh they thought that the current music industry wasn't album based, they thought it was single based. Yeah. And they didn't have a lot of interest in that. I thought that was Jamie from Code Orange for a second. What? The black hair and the shirt, he looked like him. Who? Oh, I said Ronnie. He, I said, I thought that was Jamie from Code Orange for a second. Oh, okay. I didn't know what the fuck you said, sorry. The audio is kind of loud in my ears, bro. Oh, wow, I can't tell this is about cancel culture. Yeah, I didn't really think of much commentary. No, it's not bad. Well, I guess so the way the music video works is it's in this like destroyed building and there's zombies like there's actual zombies, but there's like, you know, TV screen imagery and flashing lights. There's cops now. It's definitely about cancel culture. That's something about that. Which honestly, Ronnie Racky's had to deal with a lot. Mostly from oh, So cringe <laughs> Not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie I really like this pre chorus Here's the thing The song is pretty catchy I like
0: Here's the thing When I first heard this song I thought it was okay But I was like When I was listening to Torrey today I had a thought I'm like I'm feeling this I'm feeling this song Is a song that grows over time
1: Ghost is like that too. Sometimes Ghost drops a new single, and I'm like, eh, okay. But on like the second or third listen, I'm like, oh, that is good. Also, people, also zombies are getting shot. Yeah, and they're driving some
0: fucking hot oh, rod. Bro, that sounds
1: like thrash. Thrash.
0: So it's not like it's like. Why do good girls like back? What was that fucking song? Are those
1: UFOs? Yeah. <sighs> I hate you. Yo, it breakdowns. sounds like the Doom soundtrack!
0: Yeah, it kinda does right there.
1: When did Mick Gordon get here?
0: I don't know. Well I now guess you're like loving this trash I don't know what's up with the spaceships. I just know f- the, f- the rest of the falling reverse dudes look like normal dudes. Yeah. Like, yeah, Ronnie still looks like Ronnie, but, like, Ronnie looks he's like... He's not wearing eyeliner or anything like that.
1: Yeah, he's just there. This is a pretty straightforward song for them. Yes. Seriously, bro? So yeah, it's a pretty wild video. What There's the
0: aliens, and then like they're driving their fucking car into whatever some fucking. What a fucking kaiju? It's some kaiju or some like you know uh, what the fuck? God damn it! What was that fucking author that did the did like all the cosmic horror? Bullshit. Oh, bullshit. oh Lovecraft? Yeah, like some Lovecraftian beast.
1: Well, you know, you know, this is how I know I've changed as a person. No matter what, I, f- I feel like if I had heard that back when you first showed me falling in reverse and we, we used to laugh with each other, we were like, you're like, bro, look at this cringy video and you showed me like alone for the first time why pull you on the beat rocking good you know what's funny he see i think he like fucking that song i think Once he that ha- song does get stuck in your head it's like dude okay i'll go listen to that You one. know what's funny i think in retrospect he doesn't even like that song because i've seen like when he was watching the punk rock nba thing that song he was like oh god not that song yeah, why did I do that song?
0: But yeah. Um, well, it kind of just says whatever.
1: But, but yeah, if I had heard that when you first show me them, I probably, because I'll admit, I was on the, the thing. And honestly, I don't even know, I'm going to be honest, I don't even know why I was on the Ronnie Raki hate trade. It's a little weird to talk about in retrospect. Well, in like, retrospect, you got to realize
0: around that time period, he was doing a lot of shitty crap. Well, yeah. But now it's like, dude, he hasn't done shit in a minute. Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? It sounds like he kind of, you know, mellowed the fuck out. But yeah. He still has like, oh my god, this song sucks. It's like so catchy in a bad way. It's like, shut the fuck up, bro. Bro, d-
1: bro, d- 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 bro d- what the fuck do you listen to that's so sick? What if what if he what if he hears us talking about this track and... I don't know. He keeps finding random fuckers that like talk about it. Yeah, no, I I'll speak um- positive <clears> about the track. Yeah. Um, Well, I guess I'll get my thoughts out of the way first. Uh, I'm going to announce I liked it. Um, You know, uh, one thing that I've always respected about falling sound is the fact that um, it's my. On paper, it's my favorite kind of band because they just kind of do whatever, but it still feels like them. And they're just like, hey, man, we're just here to make music, you know, and not be tied down to to things or whatever. I saw him talk about how, uh, you know, he always gets compared to like, you know, bands like uh Data Remember, Bring Me the Horizon, you know, guys and bands with similar sounds and scenes. Yeah, but they're kind of <laughs> part of like that scene. And he and, he, and that's what yes. he, that's what he said. He said, yeah, we were part of that scene, but he was like, I, they're like. He said he was like, I don't they're not inspirations at all, but we just have similar influences or whatever, because he was talking like all he really listens to on his downtime. I told you this off audio. All he says he really listens to in his downtime is like hip hop uh, and gojira and some and I think like EDM. But yeah, it's a pretty simple song for them and I like it. It's catchy. Um, it was uh, It was fun. I liked it. It's, I, I give it a hot. You give it a hot? Yeah. Which, again, like I said, if I heard this in high school, back when we first heard of him, I probably would have tried to be like, this is cringe. Look at this tattoo, pretty boy. <laughs> White cringe. boy on the beat. rocking Gucci. St-. I feel like I remember way more of that song than I should. Stop. Because it's like, Alone's kind of a
0: meme song, to be honest.
1: I think I actually kind of like the song. <laughs> I don't even, and I don't mean like it's so really bad. Catchy it's, good. It's, it's a thing.
0: song. This thing, like Ronnie Racky writes pretty catchy music. I do. I, Politically on the song, on like Somified, kind of came off cringe for me. Some of it did. Some but not of like it came cringe, Is like, oh yeah, you're kind of just being cringe. Because culture, I'm just like there, I'm like, Sigh. it's like, I know like people talk about those counter, like those issues, but I'm like, Sigh. when people say those issues, I'm like, to me, it's like almost like, this sounds like lame and easy, or it's just like, eh. I don't, it's like
1: the, I don't want to relate to those this was better politically. Than, this was better than Kid Rock's take on counterculture with yes. his new song. Or like cancel culture
0: or all that. But the f- term cancel culture, I just hate. I, I, like, well, like that stuff came through listening to it. I'm like, ah, it's kind of cringe. Yeah. But not like in a cringe where it's like, no, it's good to say it. I understand your point. But at the same time, it's like... Do you really have to sing about that? (laughs) There's like better things to. What's funny is I feel
1: like he should have sang about that a while ago. Because like, again, I don't pay attention to metal journalists. So like, are there metal journalists or people or like metal neckbears trying to pick fights with Ronnie Radke in the year of our Lords 2019 to like now? Well,
0: I'm not going to pick a fight with them. I thought the song's good. I'll give it a hot. Yeah. Like, is it a song I'm going to want to listen again? Kind of not. I'm not running to the song again. Yeah. Uh, am I gonna hear it again? Maybe it's just not my style of music. Not my style of music. Yeah, and I'm like, I could be a metal neckbeard, but I'm like, no, fuck you, know m- metal neckbeard. What the fuck are you listening? That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Okay, come on. I doubt those neckbeards are listening to Slayer.
1: You know what? Well, I actually, actually maybe some I don't know. Slayer neckbeards might be fucking racky, but I'm like, come on. I don't know what the fuck the, me- the the cringy metal guys are even listening to now. Like, we always default to, like, Slayer and Pantera, but honestly, like... Is it? I don't think so anymore. Yeah, so I don't know what cringy metal bros are listening to. Oh, bro, Slipknot. T- come on, Slipknot. Is fucking metal, dude. Metal. I'm like, dude... Which is funny, because I, re- I swear to God I remember a time they used to shit talk Slipknot. Yeah, and now that's the gatekeeping band. And I'm sure those are the They really beards. changed their tune when Paul Gray died.
0: Maybe. Or, you know, that's just the thing about time. Yeah. People talk shit on them, and then eventually as time goes on, all the fans are now the new neckbeards. You know, it's bittersweet. Cringing at fucking Ronnie Racky still. You know, it's
1: bittersweet when bands like Slipknot and Korn are retroactively praised by... By people and things that used to hate them Because it makes people like me who have been fans of them For a long time just be like well yeah Where the fuck were you all these, all these Years and then you know and then this stuff with New metal too this is turning into something that you know But it does kind of come back to raggy It's just like you know it's like I was I I would never claim to be a fan of Falling in Reverse for a couple reasons. One, I don't really think I ever would be. And second, why do good girls like bad that? guys? I've had this question for a real long time. Oh,
0: that fucking sucks. Hilarious, but
1: that's because it was. That's the thing. thing I kind of love is seeing his vocal delivery, but I also just it's hard to take seriously. Not again, not because it's bad, but it's just he has a very unique voice to it. Yes, like you know that's Iraq. He's our voice. generation's Axel Rose. I will fight on that hill.
0: Cool. Um, but I also don't like give falling reverse as like music it's like I don't listen to the fall I don't think music well, musically, I don't think falling reverse is gonna give me the same satisfaction as like Guns N' Roses.
1: Yeah. Well, no, obviously. I mean, they're uncomparable, but I just, me- I just meant like if we're looking at like history repeating itself, the little similarities across time. You mean, like, like mean it's like the fucking crazy, like the I crazy mean front like, yeah, person that crazy, does- crazy front man with unique voices that not everybody loves, but the people that love the band do, that does wacky bullshit antics. The only difference is is that-, um, is that um, Oh
0: no, talk to me when Falling Reverse goes Elton John music. I'm just saying, I'm like, that's my favorite Guns N' Roses when they went Elton John and Queen the music. Used, they,
1: used, they used your Illusion albums?
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. It's like, that's weird. So, like, and like, this they song... They made right, it work, though. Yes. Now, Falling Reverse, when Falling Reverse does something like that, cool. But uh-uh. if you ask me, Falling Reverse just did a, like, oh, hey, they wrote a good hard rock song. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm like, it's hot, sure. I'm sure on TikTok, I'm sure people are doing cool things. But oh, for yeah. me, personally, I'm like, it's not my thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. But well, I'll give it a hot. I I feel like it's good. Speaking of, um, well, music because you can't really compare the two. Should we get into our album this yes.
0: week? Yes, fucking do it. What do we listen to? Well, we already talked about it. Yeah, All right, our album this week.
1: Go. Oh, I thought you were gonna. Okay, uh, Ali Farka and Toure. Sorry, Ali Ali Farka Toure and Rai Cooter. Um, I probably said Ollie's name wrong. Uh, yeah, you know we we read the bio last week, and um, Ollie was a dude chilling. He made music before, and then you know he met he met Rye Cooter, and then they hung out. He was possessed by demons as a child, and he made this well, record. Like
0: that's just like the random thing we picked up when reading the bio. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the music sounds like he was possessed by children. Possessed by demons. Yeah, this didn't sound. I, don't know why evil. I almost said possessed by de- children. <laughs> Maybe he was possessed by children. I don't know. That'd be a new one. Here's the thing. If this was uh his singing, his words weren't in English. I yeah. don't know I I don't know what is the African language. Is it just African I, I well depending I do depending, depending, I don't depending on I, th-
1: I could be totally fucking this up. I think depending on the region in Africa, it's Afrikaans or that might have just been the PMRCs during the eighties. But what's a guy hoping to You know, record. let's just go to the song. Yeah, okay, so for You know, we try. That's the important thing. Track one is called Bond Day, I think. First off, I want to point out about this record. The guitar playing on this album kind of rules. I remember I described this to James a few days ago. I was like, bro, if any of these songs were on Guitar Hero slash Rock Band, I'd have a blast playing them. There's some really nice percussion throughout this song and like there's some chanting going on in the background. I'm like, damn, dude, this could have been on the Lion King soundtrack. The five minutes of this opener song, uh, they flew by. Six out of ten. Good song.
0: Yeah, so I wrote down, I don't know what to say here. Lion King, Lion King
1: Music. Oh, uh, you thought the same thing. Yeah, six out of ten. (laughs) When you said I was like, fucking lol. That's great. Track two is called Sakura, this is another good song, especially if you got headphones. Lots of little things going on in the background. This is a nice peaceful piece. It feels like something you could kind of dance to with a loved one. Like it's a song, like it's a song you could use for romance. And this and I wrote here, for full transparency, I didn't do English translation of these lyrics. So for all I know, these really nice, peaceful songs. He could be singing about South Africa race relations or apartheid, from all I know. But from what my ears hear, a pleasant song. Six out of ten.
0: So yeah, I wrote down, bro, this sounds like a nice social gathering music that plays in the background with like a chillin' party banquet or whatever. Not much to say, but still is good. I'll give it a 6 out of 10.
1: Track three is Gomni, or Gomni. This was another mellow uh, tune, but a groovy one. Can really shake the cake to this one. One drawback about this album that's kind of already pleasant. Uh, present, it sets a pace for a song when it starts And it doesn't change pretty much at all. These songs, you know, there's no step ups or tempo switch nonsense. When a song starts, it ends pretty much as it started. They did add some extra stuff in later. But if you had this on like while you're working on something or maybe not wearing headphones, you might have missed some of the extra layers. I'm giving it a six, but, you know, I really like stuff like this, although I can concede that maybe uh, song three dragged a bit.
0: So, yeah, for song three, I wrote down it was a good song, but it was more of the same. Not going to lie. Six out of ten, though. It was a good song. I felt like it was good, but <clears throat> yeah, this is kind of more of the same. Just this, like, one-tempo background social gathering music.
1: Yeah. Track four is Sega. Like, It's spelt and pronounced the same way. I'm pretty sure this opened up with some dude going ape shit on a wind instrument. And then the percussion comes in. This is a shorter song. It's three and a half minutes. And the last ones were like five, six, and then seven. And this one didn't feel like much of anything. If I'm honest, felt more like a transitional track and it kind of just ended not much to say five out of 10.
0: So for song four, I don't know what you said, wind instrument. I heard some violin guy. Oh, is that what that was? Violin or slide guitar, whatever. It was one <laughs> of the two. But the percurs- but the percussions, they were dicking around something cool.
1: I'll give it a six out of ten. Track five is Amandri. Mondry. <laughs> Had a feeling when I, when I typed this... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I said I had a feeling, you know, when I was typing this that you might have been feeling the same way by now or maybe before, but I got to say um this this song is kind of more the same not a bad thing necessarily still good and it wasn't like a carbon copy exactly the same right actually the song had a teeny bit of like western blues through and which helped keep it different western meaning you know america again still good good music playing uh the charms wearing a little bit thin not as bad as g love scritty and scritty had no charm okay see that's what i wrote scritty See, yeah so see what i wrote this this was four and a half minutes into the song right so i looked at the song and i noticed holy crap this song is nine minutes wasn't as bad as the worst Led Zeppelin blues songs, but uh, the length took it down for me. Five out of ten.
0: Just a little too long. So, yeah, I wrote down, well, this has that blues open. And, dot, 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 it's that blues song. You know the one. (laughs) It's that kind of blues song with really nice sounding guitars. And after five minutes, there's some vocals. Five out of ten. It was that song. I was like, God damn. It. Yeah, it was. It was that, 100%. That blues, like, I don't know. Like, it, those songs, I'm sure, are fun to play. Yes. But to listen, suck. <laughs> I hate 12 bar blues songs.
1: Track six is Lazadin. You know, I wrote here, actually, I wrote here, it's funny, I said, I feel like I'm really, if nothing else, I feel like I'm experiencing some culture today with this record. This was more a beat song. I felt like I was like walking through a marketplace or a swap meet or something. It was a welcome sound to hear. I don't know, you know, I don't know if they're, excuse me. Um, I don't know if there was, like, something happy about it, but it just helped ease the wear and tear that the last song did on me. You know, you could tell these guys were probably having fun in the studio, and it's infectious. I had six out of ten, and I wrote here, damn, all these sixes. This is the Talking Heads album all over again. All right,
0: I wrote down, lol, you can say this is the disco hit of the record. Six out of ten.
1: <laughs> the disco hit?
0: Yeah, this had a little bit more upbeat, upbeat kind of dancey vibe, or walking through the market vibe, whatever you want to call it, but... <laughs> That's just me just calling it like, lol, the disco hit. All right, next one.
1: Track seven is Kaido or Kido. At times, I feel for a few of these songs I should have written more of the same, but this one, it is, but there are just enough things to where I stop. I was able to stop myself, couldn't explain why. Mostly because I have a limited vocabulary and I'm small brain, but also just, you know, I just like it. You know, and I think with music, sometimes it's valid praise. It was another mellow, chill, reflect kind of song. Real finger snapper. Six out of ten.
0: Uh, song seven. Yeah. of the same. And it kind of dragged five out of ten.
1: <laughs> Track eight is bonga or banja. This shit felt like I was roaming through the wilderness, either hunting or being hunted. Uh, it's all um, it's all percussion and um, <clears throat> just ambient sounding stuff it's a, it's the shortest song at two and a half minutes it's not much of anything comes and it goes uh five out of ten.
0: Oh yeah so this is song eight yeah. <laughs> I guess another violin or slide guitar but I don't think it hit the same as the one
1: earlier five out of ten fair enough track nine is I do I think. This is officially where I could say more of the same. The only difference is uh, this one is more. This is a more straightforward blues song with. But with it's just with Torre's unique, pretty reverby guitar. The little string fills are nice and I do like it, but it felt just a teeny bit samey to me. It is good, but not good enough to help it score five out of ten. So,
0: yeah, well, this was a hybrid uh, blues in Africa. Six out of ten. That's what I thought of the song. I'm like, hey, it isn't a hybrid.
1: And then last song track 10 is Diarabi. The song gave me the vibe of the sun setting. It felt somber, but not melancholic either. It's good. And I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, it's good. I I don't know why, but I felt really self-conscious here at the end because I feel like, all, like the song and this whole album, just like, yeah, it's good, but I didn't have much to say. And it's like, I, you know, if it's good, it's good. But I, I don't know. I, I weird. You know what I mean? Like, I weirdly felt bad that all I had to say about the songs and that the album was, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> but yeah, I could give this one a six out of ten. All
0: right. For me. All right. Well, this sounded like a culmination of everything that's on this record. Yeah. And for the effort of the song putting together and composing it, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. It's more like a 6, but if you paid attention, like if you like sat around, paid attention, listening to this whole record, yeah. the song has like everything that was throughout the record. Mm-hmm. So for the effort on building something, I'll give it 7 out of 10. Okay. It's like a little reward, I guess, for trying to listen to this record. And then this last song, as I said, just felt like a culmination of everything to
1: point. Yeah, I'd agree with that could definitely tell so if you tally up my score which i'm pretty sure i did the math right out of a possible score of 100 this got a 56 which is probably the most just right up the middle uh straight down the middle good album that we've had so uh cool
0: yeah no. know for me this <laughs> record is just like dude honestly it's good but it's kind of fucking boring not gonna <clears throat> lie and it's only like this is like It would be fine as i said earlier you're in a nice casual social gathering with maybe your family and you want to have some just like easy, safe music in the background. You could put this on. No one's going to really care or pay attention. It's not that weird. It sounds maybe like African culture mu- culture music. In like that sense, which is cool. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, dude. It's good. This could be more of the fucking same, isn't it, throughout this damn record. So, honestly, if you want something just to throw on... In the background, this is that record for you. Oh, for sure. Maybe if you're like a guitar blues aficionado, you like the production. Production is really good. Like this really had good production. Like the guitars do sound awesome. But when it came to Musical.ly, did I feel engaged and like want to listen more? No, I want it to be over when it was done. (laughs) I want to get back to what I was listening to. What were you listening to? Dude, I was just some fucking scuzzy ass death metal. I was <laughs> listening to some, no, I was just some fucking chonky death metal. That's what I was listening to. Chonky death metal? Yeah, no, I was sitting there I was like, all right, I want to get back to like just fucking chug riffs that I was like listening to prior to this. Like, this record just, just isn't, it just didn't feel it ha- happened for me. It's like a, it's it's a safe, good sounding record. And like, the stuff you can say is awesome, but dude, everything's one fucking tempo. It just doesn't like fit my vibe. And it's just more mellow. It's just background music. All right. You got the book. Yes. What are we listening to now? Let us find out. All right. Try to get some in the 70s. Get some in, like, 70s, early 80s. You got it. Left, right. Because, like, the book, you know, the book chronology. The book goes by decades.
1: Forward, back. Triple D on the attack. Let's see here. Let's see here. Okay. you just gotta
0: pick something like right there
1: right I'm feeling here okay All
0: right. uh I saw the lady on the right what'd you see first
1: that wasn't a lady that was Tom Petty well I saw Tom Petty looking like a lady <laughs> we it's either the debut of Tom Petty and the heartbreakers or Curtis Mayfields there's no place like America today I'm feeling Tom Petty bro. Sure, it's 10 songs in 30 minutes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> there's a quote. Here's the thing about this like this Torrey record. Why was it an hour long? God damn it. See, that's the thing. I was thinking about the length. I'm like, I almost feel it's 10 songs in an hour. I almost feel that's almost just long enough. But then again, there's also albums with the same amount of, to- of tracks that are done in half the time that are amazing. So, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, this is 10 songs in uh, 30 minutes. Um, notable hits that I recognize here are Breakdown. Go on and give it to me. Um, let's see here. And then uh, She Was an American Girl. Dad always says says I do a bad Tom Petty impersonation. I think I do it dead on. Truthfully. Oh, well, you can listen to Tom Petty's Brit. What was it First Full Length? Uh, yeah, because he he had Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and then but he also had solo too. So according to the bio, profits without honor in their own country for a long while. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers went top twenty in Britain, sold well in Germany and France before the group's native U.S. took any notice, taking equally from the birds, Mike Campbell's classic guitar sound and Bob Dylan. Petty's rough phone delivery. The pair would t- later team up the traveling whale berries. The band added a new wave energy to songs that with two exceptions were written in an afternoon and recorded the same evening. It was very fresh and really exciting. So I wanted the material to be fresh too. Tom Petty. Once recalled, even chief bird, Roger McGinn, cat, titulated covering the okay whatever petty and shelter records label me dwight twilly were both running neck and neck for glory both bands combine pop hooks and melodies with guitars a plenty but petty won because he rocked harder <laughs> i like that um indeed yeah that's yeah, pretty much it most of it's just telling a bit what's on the album but uh yeah Tom Petty. This is cool. This is this is a, another favorite of my dad's. Oh, uh, what year I is like this? Him. 1976. Cool. Yeah. You know, we could just start going in order from the 50s and work our way up, or if you want to start on a decade. We'll be,
0: dude, I don't know. We'll be like, that'd be a like thousand episodes. Yeah, that's true. I'm just kidding. I don't think so. I'm good at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, so. I'm uh, cool just being random acts of chaos. And I'm cool listening to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That sounds neat.
1: Look at that fucking look at that album cover, dude.
0: Told you, it looks like a fucking <laughs> chick from the distance.
1: Tom Petty is uh he's well, great. He well,
0: was great. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm sure it'll be like awesome and fun. All right. As I wait for you to sit down. Yeah. You ready for the main event? Oh geez, are you? Um yes, I've been ready. Not going to lie. Torre kind of bored me. I'm ready for some fucking. <laughs>
1: I'm ready to get some fucking life in me, bro. Come you know, it's on. funny. We probably listened to the most mellow album we've listened to on this show. And this is probably the most balls to wall nutty movie that we've ever watched on this show. Wow. There are two extremes going on. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the fucking
0: balls to the fucking wall.
1: This is called crank. It's not even called crank two. It's just called crank high voltage. Crank high voltage. So yeah, how does this
0: movie start off? We start off where we left off last time. With we'll Statham falling to what was supposed
1: to be his death. Yeah. But nope. But then we get a bunch of logos. The homies that we see, the homies from Liongate, Lakeshore Entertainment. And then uh, like the opening credits look like a goddamn video game. Dude, this, this
0: movie kind of has weird art directions at the same time for it being also nutty in your face like fucking adri- high adrenaline action.
1: So, some dudes come up and scoop Jason Statham's carcass off the street. We see a news report saying a white man fell t- from the sky. And I said to myself, hey, that's not just some white man. That's the white man. That's the Jason Statham. So, after that, we cut to Jason on a sur- in a surgery room. Well, the
0: newscaster also gave exposition, too, and also Ricky's body falling, too. Yeah, But, like, they weren't able to find, like... Like, they were able to find Ricky's body, but they couldn't find Statham's. Yeah. Now we see Statham's being hacked up on a fucking, like, surgeon table thing.
1: And then uh, he's operated on by um, by Chinese doctors. Yes. And this is, like, some open heart surgery uh, doctors. shit. Doctors. Yeah. And this is some open heart surgery shit. There's, a, there's literally a dude who becomes a major character later who, like, taps a cigarette ash and spits on Jason Statham's heart. Just like his whole like his body's open, his organs are exposed, and
0: fucking this guy who we later will meet is named Jimmy Vang. Yeah, I was just like using it as an
1: ashtray and just spitting in it, and the doctors tell him to please leave the fuck out. <laughs> then they replace his real beating heart with some weird machine super heart. Well, here's the like, thing: Statham's also like cognitively awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, conscious. Weird. Yeah, he's conscious, and he
0: just sees that. Oh, hey, his heart is taken out of him. And then they put like it what looks like this fucking
1: gross gooey artificial heart in him. James, you wake up. You see people literally holding your heart. What do you do? I guess I would crash
0: out like Sethum though. <laughs> I'm like this has to be a dream. Good night. Okay,
1: so what happens next is um months later. Yeah. So it we see that uh, they're talking to each other and it looks like the idea, their plan is they want to harvest the rest of his organs. Okay, and then,
0: okay, hold it. Months later, we see Statham, his body's just laying there. Yeah. Not all sliced up. We see a lady walk in. She sticks something up his butt to pull a sample and then, the do, then two gentlemen come in talking about harvesting more of Statham's organs.
1: And they want to start with his penis.
0: Yes, and he literally says... Setham wakes up, and says "Fuck that," and then he
1: just starts whipping their ass. Yes, yeah, he. Satham likes his penis, and that that to me that was that was funny. It wasn't the rest of the shit that gave him motivation to get up. It was like, "No, I'm not gonna let them slice off my fucking knob." My <laughs> knob. Well, here's the
0: thing. Also, I think his like body, you know, was trying to recover from falling, from, from falling in reverse, from yeah, falling thousands and thousands of feet in the air. I think that takes a minute for him to recover before he could start whipping ass. So he's He's just lucky that they decide to start like start wanting to slice his penis right then and there.
1: So he wakes. So he fully wakes up after kicking their asses, and he finds that he has technology attached to him. He doesn't know why or what. Yeah. So he walks through this hospital. He steals his clothes. Not a hospital, dude. This is kind of okay, but you know it's an underground warehouse. Well, see, there's like a
0: surgeon room. Yes, but walk it through. There's also friggin. It's kind of it's a whorehouse. You see you see naked women and dudes and you just see Statham. He grabs some clothes and he walks outside to the brightest fucking light ever. That was just fucking disgusting to look at. It was like, Jesus fucking God. Why is it so bright?
1: Yeah, I actually read one of the reviews for this movie that uh, reviewers hated a lot of the lighting decisions because while the first one, you know, looked like a movie, this one was that weird grainy shit where you can see like in a reviewer's own words, every flaw on the human body, just with the weird lighting and camera effect. So he steals his clothes. Yeah, no, this movie
0: looks gross, (laughs) but come on.
1: So he he steals his clothes from a guy getting an erotic massage, walks outside, like you said. um, And then turns into a video game. Cause he's like walking.
0: Some dude goes up behind him and asks, "What are you doing?" He fucking like throat chops him, steals his
1: gun, and he's going around like stealthily shooting dudes. I wrote here he he ya chopped him like he was uh, like he was Miss Piggy. Remember how she will be like, "Hiya!" Okay, so yeah, he they sneak around and then he just starts blasting. And then I think I saw CGI seagulls or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to the seagulls. Then he, then all I know is. <laughs> He's taking dudes out with a shotgun, looking like Max Payne right now. And then he starts, and then he sees a fat guy coming along, and he starts, and then Jason says, and there's a part, he starts whistling with the soundtrack. Yeah, there's
0: like a little soundtrack going on, like a boom, boom, boom. Boom. And it's just like some in that realm. Yeah. He's shooting dudes, and then there's a big Samoan lad. He unloads his clip, and then he needs to reload. But it's fucking Jason Statham, so he's intimidated, having a hard time trying to like reload his clip. And Statham just whimsically like is just whistling the theme, goes up to him, whips his ass, and then he like takes a shot, take, takes a shotgun, gets oil on that shotgun. Pulls down the Simone lad's pants and sticks a shotgun up his ass and starts to interrogate him. What was your reaction to
1: that? You know, I've seen Deliverance and uh, this was in a lot of ways more unsettling than watching Norman Beatty squeal like a pig. And I couldn't tell you why. Well, but yeah, he's trying to intimidate this guy in and in, interrogate him. He's interrogating him with a fucking shotgun stuck up his ass. Yeah, but, the, but that Why was his last measure. Out? That was his last measure. He's trying to ask him questions and the guy's like, fuck you, Chilios. Fuck you, Chilios. Which could basically be the tagline, the catchphrase for this movie. Hey, and fuck you, Chilios. Hey, who do you know has my strawberry tot? What? He says some weird. Starts pointing at his heart. He was really, ri- I think. He says some weird, random, like non sequitur shit. I only got a few, but there's one point later in the movie where he sees something and he's just like, Bang fucking Crosby. I, I was like, he went full English. He went pretty English in this movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, then, and then he finds out that his heart was taken by, and I quote, Johnny fucking Wang. Johnny Vang. And where the fuck is Johnny vague? Cypress Social Club. Okay. Yeah.
0: Walks away and a dude still has his gun stuck up his ass.
1: So he gets in his so he gets in the car, and then this is where we really learn that that weird technology attached to him is keeping him alive and needs to be charged. So he's trying to hotwire this car, and he takes the hot wire wires and literally Plus kickstarts it. his heart. Like, plugs it into the battery, gets his
0: heart going, and he starts mobbing way in the car with some garbage anime-like fucking Nightcore music going on.
1: I was actually upset that I didn't hear Kickstart My Heart once in this movie.
0: Well, either way, while Statham's driving, he calls up the Doc, or fucking Yoakum whatever, the country star. Oh, yeah, that's who that is. Yeah, I I just kept calling him Doc. Yeah, I call him Doc, too. But I was, like, looking him up, I'm like, that
1: dude's a country star? He's like Yoakum blah blah blah. That's weird. But yeah, so um he calls up the doctor, and the doctor's like, holy fuck, you're alive? He's like, Hey doc, this is Chelius. Holy shit, Chev, you're still alive? No fucking way. That's so sick. And then uh, and then Of as, course I'm alive, but I have a fuck I don't know what the fuck's going on. So then the doc exposes to him in the uh, after, you know. Uh, chev tells the doc what happened to him and what's going on the doctor's like oh he gives him and the us the audience exposition on okay here's this the is plot the, of the movie here's the shit that they put in your heart here's what it is you need to keep that thing electrically charged as i wrote here he spanks the ass of his girlfriend wife assistant lady i think that's just more of his ho- is just like his personal hoe well still yeah, you know, it's the same black woman from the last movie yeah. who I forgot her name is Chocolate. <laughs> he doesn't say it now, but there's a line later in the movie where where Doc's like, Is Doc gonna have to choke a bitch? He's funny. So then after hanging up, um Jason's driving along and he sees some Vatos roll up to him, and this might have been well, my like, favorite line in the movie. Well he like cruises up by them. Yeah, this might have been my favorite line in the movie. He's like, do you know where Cypress Social Club is? And then this guy, word for word, says, hey, fuck that shit, puto. We want to race, say. It might have been the best line in the movie. There's a lot of angry Mexicans in this movie. And he's asking, where the fuck is the Cypress Social Club? And then he crashes.
0: And skids across the road. Yes. Well, there's like a group of women for some odd reason going, ah. But literally, he goes up and he realizes he broke the battery pack to his artificial heart. Yeah. So what he needed to do, the dudes ask him, "Hey, are you okay?" And he's like, "I need a jump start." And e- they look at the crash car, and it's like, "Low." He's like, "No."
1: He's like, I "Just juice need- me." So he attaches jumper cables to his nipples and tongue. And right here, I'm like, "Bro, are these crank movies just like showcases for Statham's kinks or something?" Well, either way, he's fucking getting jumpstart, and then he starts sprinting down like a mad He lap. gets superpowers, and he finds his way to a crack house-looking place. Then, okay. Which is the Cypress Social Club. Okay, remember how I said some things from the last movie didn't age well? no this movie had many things that this didn't is end. the point from this point on pretty much almost everything on screen didn't age well here's how this shit starts he gets to the house this movie he some
0: the- cholos yeah. where is the cypress social club they like say fuck you and it's like just tell me where the damn spot is yeah and they point him to what looks like is a rundown house looks like a crack house the
1: first thing that happens is an asian woman gets punched through the front door by a fat man and <laughs> Who comes out with malicious intent. Jason asks if he's Johnny Vang. He says no. So Jason knocks him out. Then he walks in the house. Next thing I know, some punk rock comes on. And then simultaneously, dudes are getting chucked out of windows. And Asian prostitutes are running out of the house. Yes, topless Asian prostitutes are running out of the house. Dudes are
0: running the house. We see Jimmy Vang making his getaway.
1: Oh, and then... The woman who got punched through the door and I'm not kidding, it, she didn't get thrown. You hear like a and then she goes through. The woman who got punched through the door takes a bicycle and you know, while exclaim while calling the fat guy things I really shouldn't repeat, he in a very heavy accent, she takes the bicycle and destroys the stick boy's junk like it's bleeding this one it gets worse this one scene alone made the first movie look like kindergarten cop
0: now here's the thing about this like freaking crazy like freaking like racked out like whacked out skinny asian lady it's bai ling we saw her in samurai cop 2 you're kidding it's the same lady
1: no that's
0: (laughs) Go Google no. it. Google it.
1: No way.
0: Yeah, I was no, like, no, no, I'm taking your word for it. No way. Yeah, I was sitting there and was like, oh hey, look, it's. Well, I'm like, is that Biling? And I looked up. Ha, it you know, is I thought she looked familiar. Only her. She only she can play a very whacked out, crazy looking. No, agent. she's a great fucking actress. <laughs> I think she has
1: one time. She only has one role, and that's just her screaming and n- 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 obscenities. So then, two guys show up at gunpoint, and then Jason just scares them off. I don't know. Then, this Asian like lady. He,
0: like, two dudes walk up, they like give him gunpoint. He's asking, Where's Jimmy Vang? It's like, Hey, fuck you. He takes the one gun, beats the shit. He like freaking literally just like kicks the dudes in the ass, and they like run away like scolded dogs. And then, by Link Center, it's like, You save me, Jason Statham. I am yours forever. Please let me help you. Yeah. Come
1: on, give me kiss, kiss. And he's like, Please, lady. Yeah, and I wrote Leave here, me alone! i wrote here. This lady's a fucking horn dog. She's trying to jump Jason Statham on, the whole day. Come on, let's have hot sex right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and she has subtitles too, which are, yeah. So basically, she ends up pointing him in the direction of a strip club that Johnny, I guess, frequents.
0: Well, she's, because he's sitting there, he's like, I'm looking for Johnny Bang. I know where to find Johnny Bang. You do? Yeah, here, let me help you. And he's like, Jesus fucking Christ, Damon, I'm stuck with this lady. And then it was like, they, like, she points at like something, which like at a station wagon, where like, Jason Statham just like starts chasing down this wagon, but like fails to jack it from the dude. He's just like sliding along and he goes like, God fucking damn, he got away. And she's like, no, no, no. Johnny is in the strip club. Oh, (laughs) so then Statham walks into a strip club.
1: And inside the strip club Johnny's in the back Getting his ass kicked By tatted up Mexicans I just call him face I called this dude Face tattoo Alright yeah.
0: Spin the wheel Of bad guy of the movie Well he's bald If you, you want to give it, a, If you want to give a Like a goon That actually has Maybe might Like contribute to the plot What should he look like Oh, a, a crazy face
1: tattoo How about that Yeah this guy had more tats Than Ronnie Ranky. Yes so in the back, he's getting his ass kicked by these guys, and I guess he has a buddy there. And then all of a sudden, and then and then Like he has a buddy there, and like the dude's just saying racial slurs
0: to Johnny. Yeah, he's- Johnny's saying "lol," you're saying the wrong Asian. And he's like, "All right, fine, let's make
1: sushi out of your friend." And he slices his friend's elbow off with he's- a machete. With a machete, yeah, yeah. He's like, "You like sushi?" And, and then the guy's like. That's Japanese idiot, but he still does it anyway. So he's like, we can make a deal. So then Jason walks in, and then I wrote here, I'm like, wait, holy shit, Amy Smart's a stripper now? Because yeah, he walks in and he looks at the stage, he sees someone coming on, and then all of a sudden you hear Satan go, Ave? She comes on, she starts dancing, he's like, Ave? Yeah, Amy starts gets on stage and starts stripping. And like she's getting close to her dude for a tip,
0: but then Satan walks up, smashes the dude dome, and then Amy Smart goes like, Wait,
1: aren't you supposed to be dead? Yeah, and then a guy with a mullet of with the mullet of your dreams comes on because I'm Satan. He tells like Satan tells the fuck
0: off, and then he gives Amy Smart a man a masculine like Yeah, he comes up going like Lemon, do you know this guy? And then like Satan's like, Lemon? Lemon, Ave, come on now. You gotta remember me. I don't know. And he gives her like a super masculine Chev Chilios kiss, and she's like,
1: "Yeah, you're Chev. I thought you were dead." Yeah,
0: let's get out of here.
1: So he throws the mullet guy into the back, which alerts the ta- uh, the Mexican dudes face that Jason Face Tattoo and his cronies that they're here. And then and then Face Tattoo and his me- and his homies show up. Then there's a shootout. Strippers are getting shot. Oh. And then, there's one cringe. It's a fucking shootout. Like the
0: strippers have guns and they're unloading. And there's this one stripper.
1: I know what you're going to say.
0: Yes. A bullet goes through both their fake boobs and we see what is presumed silicone leaking out. First time I watched this movie like long time ago, that grossed me out. I was aware that this movie has many gross. It things. looked like pus. It was very gross and very cringy. I'm like, oh God. But this is what the movie's supposed this to be. This
1: movie is probably the most is probably the most unsexy breasts have ever been in cinema.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to
1: see leaky boobs. It was like Jesus fucking Christ. Like it's pretty hard to make boobs unsexy, but this movie was uh yeah. Okay so Then after the shootout Jason finds out That he's uh, He interrogates some dude That got shot And it turns out He's being hunted By someone called El Huron uh, Who which translates To the ferret So then he and Amy Go outside And then cops show up Yes Cops appear And Statham looks at Amy
0: going like so it's about to happen. So he starts fighting cops, but then his heart starts slowing down. So then he's just getting battalion beaten on, and then freaking like cops like take Amy and some other stripper in the back of a car. Yeah. And then a dudes trying to tase his Statham, but
1: oh no, he needs that to get his heart going. Yeah. He, and then Statham has like the big man spot in WWE, where like right, like, he just go, he just, he like, just he's on ra- the ground, then he just goes, he just jumps up, and then all the dudes just get flung off. him. Yeah. He has a roar spot, and then he just beats up all the cops
0: except the lady cop. He steals a cop car that has like Amy Smart in it and drives off.
1: Jason Statham respects women, James. We established yes. this in Transporter 2. Yes. He has many things, but he does. Respect because a him. spy has made me think I somehow think that Crank Transporter and Spy are the same cinematic universe. So then as he talks to Amy Smart, that other stripper you said, she's like horned out and is trying to come on to Amy like a lot. Yeah, I know. She's like groping her and shit. Like all the scenes established for the directors, like, oh yeah, let's get women and women action with Amy Smart. And I was just like. Goddamn, this movie is really from another time, isn't it? So basically, yes. so the lady's like, oh, you are looking for Johnny Wang? And, he, and she's like, he'll be at the horse track. And considering I knew a few things already that happened in this movie, I heard horse track and I was like, oh, shit. Yep. So then Jason calls the doctor and the doctor is like, okay, check this out. That heart thing in yours, you need a battery. You need a certain battery, so like go get it. Yeah, certain battery. Also, I can also if you can
0: find your heart, I can put it back in you. I am a certified I was a certified heart surgeon. Yeah. Till something happened. And then I found out this
1: is where Ron Jeremy showed up. Yes. Cause like he's just driving and then he rolls into what looks like a freaking labor. I wrote here a porn star labor union strike. Yes. Dude, if the porn stars actually, like, went on strike, I think certain parts of the world would collapse. And it's... they said some funny stuff. I didn't write most. I didn't write it down. But well, well, this was a funny scene. Yeah, there's, they're just
0: saying like
1: shit. are just There's like a sign. Shit. There's like they a, say
0: like yeah. Ron Jeremy's like yeah, dude. They say we got weapons. Well, we got weapons in our pants. And one guy.
1: And one guy's like, you want me to fuck this car? I'll fuck this car. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'll fuck the lady in the back of the car. There's a sign that says like, you can't play with my pussy for these wages. I was like, yep. And then
0: like, a, then like a cop like comes up right beside him and then Statham has to go run on foot.
1: Yeah. Because
0: he's being chased by a policeman.
1: And then we see these two yuppie douchebags with a shot collar on a dog. Well. Yes. Wait, hold it. Oh, wait. No, I forgot. He runs away. Then I think he tried to like slide down a rail and then he hits his nuts. Yeah. I'm trying to think if that was here or somewhere else. No, that was, No, it was here. I remember. I remember.
0: Yeah, whatever. He's being chased by foot by cops. And then, yeah, he rolls up to two yuppie assholes. He takes the dog collar off the dog. He's like, that's not cool to dogs. He puts it on himself. And he's like telling the dude to fucking shock him. And yeah, he's he like, can't Why? get him
1: to consistently do it. He just keeps pressing. So, Saints is like, uh, uh, you think I'm sorry, no, no. Uh, he
0: like, ca- uh-huh. he like, accidentally shits himself a little bit. Like, oops, sorry, lads what he's like scaring the dudes but then the cops roll up and he start he like jacks their moat and runs away and then the dog bites the cops dick I think this was here he tried to like do oh,
1: that, that dog didn't bite that dudes dick he he mauled it and then jason is surrounded until on motorcycle he is saved Not by mo- yeah. moped bro it was a, it was a moped okay well his savior comes on a moped he th- and I'm like wait is that Kalo from the last movie no it's his brother no Venus. it's kind of
0: funny because like say they're surrounded by cops the remote's dead so he can't shock himself so he just throws him out at the cop holding a donut and makes the cop drop his donut and it's like hey not cool <laughs> and then what it looks like rolls up as Kalo, is like oh shit hops on it and he's like Kalo you're alive and he's like no Kalo is my brother I'm in Venus no, I was like, I'm Venus. Kalo's my brother. I don't know
1: why. I thought this guy for some reason looked like Oscar.
0: And then we got like a hilarious, like suck my motherfucking dick saw going on where we show like a quick edit of like freaking Venus and Kalo getting
1: down at the club. So this guy suck my motherfucking dick. So the 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 funny quirky ha 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 hee he, ha ha for this guy is he has full body Tourette, which means he flinches a lot and goes. Yeah, it just is, it goes full body spasms. See, I couldn't tell if this was offensive or not because I don't know, like I don't know much about Tourette. Like
0: this, this is
1: like a ha ha little joke. Yeah. But I can't tell how offensive
0: but it is like or they, isn't to they, tur- people like, with Tourette's. I don't know, but they played his Tourette's into the plot. Because, yeah. like, they forget his, like, Tourette's goes on and they crash. And he's just yelling at him. It's like, well, we're at the racetrack. And I was like, oh, hey, conveniently, we're at the racetrack. Yeah, no, he's, like, talking to Statham. And he's like, Venus, like, I want revenge for my brother. I want to find my killers and kill them. And he's like, well, too bad. I already killed Ricky and him. I already killed like, killers. Oh. Okay, except I guess there's this dude named the Ferret. So. Okay. So if you can find the Ferret, I guess, yeah, you can get revenge for your brother in that sense. And then so, they're conveniently right next to the like the horse race track. Yeah. Like, oh, plot convenience. Where, wherever they crashed.
1: Oh, hey, look, we're here where we needed to go. Yeah. So now, okay, they're at the horse track. He's feeling weak. So he calls doctor again. Like his fucking heart, like his heart's slowing down. He needs a charge. And the doctor tells him, okay, friction, bro. You need friction. So, you need, so find something, find someone, I think he says, to rub against. So he walks up to Chester Bennington.
0: Yep. This, we actually could tell this was Chester Bennington. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, because since you pointed him out to the last movie. And so I thought to myself, okay, look for a tattoo, pretty boy. That looks like he has problems.
0: I just look like at like oh look at the fucking buzz cut like tattoo dude with like the brick shades and like the gauge earrings yeah and then state that was trying yeah, to rub him. D- he had to
1: deal with a lot from what I hear Chester did so you know he's you know.
0: Hey, hey, yeah, you're so- the one saying like yeah look for the guy that has problems well he
1: did he was very public about yeah, it I
0: don't know who's like look says he has problems he just looked like oh hey buzz cut skinny dude <laughs> tattoos
1: so maybe
0: plays in a band.
1: So then he, you're like, oh yeah, look at the pretty boy <laughs> with the problems. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's what that's what Ronnie Radke looks like. That's what his girlfriend looks like. Uh, no, I just say they're pretty people that wear black. That's true. How about that? How about, so then everyone's got their problems. So then he dry humps an old lady in broad daylight. Yes.
0: After like failing to rub against like Chester Bennington, he finds an old lady and just straight up starts grinding her to get some electrical (sighs) friction going. Yeah. Security guards start rolling up, but Amy Smart does too. And she was able to tell the security guards, sorry, he's drunk. He has had too much to drink. I apologize for this. I'm gonna take him away. And he's just like slowly dying, and he goes like friction. It's like what you need friction? Light bulb. Oh, I got some friction for you, baby.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, we can probably just... Can I just cut to the chase? They bone at the racetrack. They bone a lot. They bone way harder than they did in the first movie. Yeah, like, first, like,
0: literally, she starts, like, grinding him at the top, but then for some reason, like, when she, like, opens up his shirt, she sees that his... Like, she has, he has a giant scar on his chest, going, like, oh, shit, your heart is actually not there. And then he, like, falls... Like, him and her fall off onto the racetrack, and then, yes, they full-on bone. Pretty graphically in different positions. Like, it was still like blurred, like, like pixelated, blurred out their genitals. But, yeah, no, they decided, like, we're going to go full ham on this. There's a wheelbarrow, scene, all that stuff. And then once they're like, they're just like sitting there going at it, I guess, like, they'll, it's still like a, a freaking horse race going on. We
1: see a fucking horse penis. The horse jumps over them as Statham is. Ramming her in missionary and she, Amy Smart sees the horse penis and she looks amazed. You know what? She looked envious because I don't know if they said it in the movie, but according to the directors, they said somewhere in an interview where it's like, oh yeah, uh, after the shit that happened in the first movie, Amy Smart found out that she uh, has a kink for, uh, for, for, for public sex. I guess so
0: that's the director's choice
1: this is the most fucked up thing though about this whole scene security comes to get them and then sta- and they get hosed off Whoa, no, Statham no, no, no. just abandons Amy Smart no 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 it's funny too cause like literally like Statham like
0: gets up and he's like freaking he sees Johnny Vang and but like freaking Amy Smart's still going and he's like telling her Eve stop I need to chase down this dude and then it's some fucking like the groundskeeper rolls up with a hose and he sprays Amy Smart off Statham Statham just pulls up his pants and starts chasing down Johnny while like Eva's like while like Amy Smart is just being hosed
1: down the track. It's kind of funny because except for the scene in the strip club, Chef doesn't really give much of a shit about Amy in this movie. I don't know, I think he really wants his heart back. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even in the first movie when he had like the deadly poison, they 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 really show that like you know, hey, you know, he really loves this girl, you know? I don't know. It's weird. Like, I would never say the first movie was, like, a serious movie, but I feel like it was definitely a little more grounded. Like, hey, Chef's still a guy. He's got things he cares about. You know? The first movie
0: was grounded, but this yeah, movie... This
1: movie is just... This, I don't know if this movie made it in theater. I have a feeling like this was straight to, like, someone straight des- to video. Someone described these Crank movies to me really good. First Crank is, like, if GTA got a movie and then Crank 2 is like if Saints Row got a movie. And that made a lot of sense to me. Whatever. So, so. then so then he chases after Johnny. This next chase sequence is only what I can describe as a cross between Assassin's Creed and Tokyo Drift. Because Johnny hops in a car and he's in one of those parking lots that's a really big one where it has the big like loop-de-loop circle that goes up and down. And he's driving on that. And then you've got Jason Statham like hopping, a ac- what was it, hopping across parking lots? He's parking, he's parkouring down. Yeah. Trying to chase down the Civic. But eventually,
0: like Johnny and his and his Johnny and the Civic get away, and then friggin' like outside the track, he's pissed. But then we see a limo roll up, and oh hey, it's friggin' Don
1: Kim from, from like, the last movie, who helped Jason out at the climax. So they talk for a bit, and we find out here from Dom Kim. Dom Kim's like, oh yeah, so here's what here's the here's the skinny. So our boss. Needed a new heart. He's a hundred years old and wants to live. Like many dudes would want to give their heart to him.
0: Except me. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah,
1: that that was a funny line. He was like, except me. Because fuck that. (laughs) So fuck that. But still, many, many triad
0: lads would give their heart to him. But no, he only wanted one heart. He wanted a heart that can handle one of our deadliest poisons. The heart of Chelios. And he's just like. And then, like, was like, oh. And it's like, yeah, so, um, yeah, thanks for, like, helping me, but fuck you guys. And then, yeah, no, a big shootout happens in the limo, where Satan pulls a dude over, uses him as a shield for bullets, and then friggin', yeah, he's able to gun down, like, Donkey Also, he- Venus was in a limo for a little bit, but yeah. then he starts having a full, like, he starts having a body Tourette's attack, where he, like, starts, like, friggin', like, Freaking like body spasm on one dude, and then like they kick him out of the car, and then like freaking. There was a very inappropriate word that Donkin says.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of those throughout this whole movie. Like, not saying them. No, I'm not. But like, holy shit, dude! There was so much racism in this movie. Racism, homophobic, homophobia, slurs. It was. Ah oh, man. Okay, so anyway, after the shootout, which by the way which ends with the limo crashing and into one, a pole and one guy's guts getting shot out, which is actually important. <sighs> okay, so then Satan walks outside to a circuit box.
0: Yeah, he cracks it open and he grabs like the transformers to shoot him back off to get his heart charging again, and he starts running off. And then we see face tattoo. Well, we see a news reporter. Oh, yeah. For the right. interview with the old, we well, see a news reporter that has like interview at the racetrack going, So there were pornographic events that happened. And he starts talking to the old lady and he's like, Yeah, I know. Satan took me like I was some dirty
1: little. It is, is he, is, but did you catch this line? She said, He looks like the guy from those movies, uh, the, the train spotter. Did you catch that? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she says. She says, like the guy from oh, what was it called? The uh, train spotter. The train spotter. That was pretty funny. <laughs> so now we meet the ferret. Okay, yeah. Explain
0: Who, me this scene.
1: So face As tattoos he, there. Yeah. you We see a, the ferret, his white suit, yeah. his snakeskin boots. This guy, first off, can I say this guy was the best parts? Of Chad Chin from Transporter Two and Hairline from Transporter Three, he
0: the had fairy. a he had,
1: yeah, he had a gravelly voice and a hairline, but he, but he also had like the Hispanic charisma and accent and the shitty facial hair. Yes, and he's pissed because why have you not gotten him? Hey, why haven't you got me? Chelios? And he's like, and, and it's funny. I'm paraphrasing because I can't quite remember, but face tattoo literally says. Well, he kinda just started blasting everybody. He <laughs> <laughs> kinda started blasting everybody. And then he and then Ferret's like, You know what must be done. So they hand face tattoo a knife and ah, uh, he cuts off his own nipples.
0: Yes. The ferret makes him cuts off his own nipples while the why ferret does life like a hip hop and a skip.
1: Why? Why is life like, trying on. to make? Why is life trying to make me throw no, up? He does First one. So- no, he cuts one, and then you see the ferret goes like, "All right, now the other." And it's like, yeah. "Jesus Christ! Why is life trying to make me throw up?" First, someone shits in the elevator. Now I gotta watch. Now I gotta watch a homeboy chop his nipples off. I didn't even see that. Well, this is. I knew this was happening in this movie. Then we see Amy Smart. T- uh, she's walking no, down the, the thing, street. Like, a no, like, little
0: more cringe thing about the scene. We see what looks like his cut off nipples on the floor. And then, like, the ferret tells him, all right, go get me fucking Chalios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he
1: runs up but also grabs his nipples with him. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do with those? Staple them S- on? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> then we see Amy Smart walking down the street. But she is not singing doo wah Did diddy dum diddy He Do." The mullet, The mullet dude shows up. Uh and then his name is really weird. Yeah, his
0: name is Randy. Randy. Randy comes up and he just goes like, Hey Lemon, come back to my strip club, please, come on. Why, Why are you running with point? this guy? I Come just, on. He's the kind of
1: beast. Come on. I'll kill him, dude. If he was here, I would shoot him to, like totally just dead heat right now, bro. I, did, did he goes on this weird speech about how, hey, man, we all have stuff we're not proud of. And then we see randomly he used to be some thick black lady simp at one point. Like it just flashbacks. It just flashes back to him in a car with this thick black woman who at one point says, you got a big dick for a white boy.
0: And he just said, it's like I've done things I'm not proud of. But no, here's the thing. We're going to kill this guy. And Amy's like, leave me alone. He punches him in the face and throws him on top of the car. And she continues walking Dude, she did the, down the she street. did
1: the Steven Seagal technique. You see, she hit him. And then she grabbed him by, like, the forearm and elbow and flipped him onto the car. Aikido is real, James. But huh. <laughs> well, either way, okay, Amy whips so, his ass and still yeah. walks,
0: that, walks down the street angrily. And walking which, past him is Venus, who... Which uh, then we hear cops yo Alright, put your hands up and Venus like oh shit, but then he looks behind and like the cops are arresting Amy Smart.
1: So he calls he calls a club called El Rancho de Dude, or I mean it's Rancho Del Dude, I don't know. He
0: he basically calls Orlando from the first movie from the last movie.
1: And he's like, Hey man, I need your help to avenge our my brother. And he's like, Hey man, we're a family. We're a freaky family, but we're a family. We're a family. And we all were like
0: homies for (coughs) Kalo Don't worry. Yeah, it's like, all right, I need to find the ferret.
1: Oh, the ferret. Okay. <sighs> but then but before but uh, but then we see and then we see Jason Statham just hop into an ambulance. Like, yeah, no, there's an ambulance driving, and like dude's trying to work on a dude, and
0: then like this ambulance swears around a car, but that car had Jason Statham in it. So he starts like he jumps onto the ambulance and goes in and starts yelling at him. It's like, do you have one of those battery packs? While they're trying to work on a dude that has their guts, his guts out, but it's one of Don Kim's men. Yeah. And he goes like, he's like, say them has his, like pulls out his gun on this like EMT workers and shit. And it's like, yeah, I was the one that put him that. All right. You got a fucking battery pack for my fucking
1: strawberry tot. My ticker. Which, yes, uh, they do. Um, the guy fucking dies by the way the dog him guy yeah
0: yeah. like the di- dude dies but like come on you know it's gonna happen
1: so he gets juiced up with this battery and it's funny he's like well oh, that feels feels like crack <laughs> <laughs> something like that and he's like yeah that's a lithium battery pack make sure
0: you don't do strenuous activity Yeah, yeah I know and then he's just like sitting there, like they're driving, and he sees Johnny Vang, and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> Conveniently, You stop the fucking ambulance. No, fuck it. He just jumps out of the ambulance. And then Randy tries to, like stealth up to Johnny Vang. But then Bailin comes out of a like freaking thing and she goes, Oh, Chilios, my super hot, my super hot American chisel jaw man. And then
1: she gets hit by a car. And then everyone's like, oh, shit. The movie from this point on was really hard to take notes for. There was so much shit jam-packed in this last, like, 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, whatever. So, Byling gets hit by a car, which then, like, Johnny Vang's like, oh, shit, a lady got hit by the car. And he sees, oh, shit, there's Jason Statham. Jason Statham starts, like, shooting at them. They're shooting at him, but they're running, and Statham's just, like... Freaking Michael Myers like stalker walks with a gun at them.
1: Eventually we see him like running them down. Yeah, dude, they run, but he walks faster.
0: Yeah, like Johnny was gonna try to hop into the blue and the fucking silver Civic, but like Satham shoots at like one of its tires, and the dude's like the driver's like, yeah, fuck that. So there's like gunshots, and then we see a bullet ricochet, and then we see Dennis from freaking always
1: sunny in therapy. Okay, so this was interesting. So he's in therapy with a really horny therapist, and he's talking about how yeah, that scary British man that held me up in the last movie just really fucked me up. And he's been, like, going to therapy for it. And so the lady's, like, and so the lady's basically tell him, like, you need to grab, you need to live life and, I don't know, go fuck a whore or something.
0: Yeah, come on, go fuck a whore. And he's jug- like, yeah,
1: I'm going to floss, I'm going to go floss my teeth with some pubes. He's like, oh,
0: yeah, that's right. And I'm like, oh, shit, is this the birth of Dennis? Is he going to go move back to Philadelphia with his friends that have
1: a bar and then just go do his Wacky ventures there? No, because that random bullet that ricocheted that I think Statham shot, he stands up, the bullet hits him in the head, and then the therapist lady turns over on the side and pukes on the camera, and I can't tell you why. (laughs) I thought this scene was hilarious. I rewound this. It's the mean. It's so mean. It's like the meanest kind of black comedy. This is a guy that Statham traumatized enough to get therapy, and he was about to get his life on track. Maybe it's because it's Dennis from Life Is Sunny, but he gets shot in the head, and the lady. I rewound that scene like five times. I just, I just thought it was funny. Some funny ass shit, and then Jason. Um, so J- now Jason and Johnny are at what's this? An electrical power plant or something?
0: They're at electrical grid. You could say a power plant, but it's kind of like an electrical grid spot. Yeah. So yeah, they're fighting, and like Johnny, like kicks state them into the thing where like he's like being like shocked. And it's Johnny and Bangs like ha
1: lol. You're like shocked dead, but realized oh no. Jason no. turned Jason turns Super Saiyan.
0: No no no. Here's the no because like Jason, it just charges him up. Then we see Statham start like roaring his like arms. He puts his arms up, which there's like lightning bolt
1: going into his arms. And then we get a wacky sequence. What the fuck was this? It's like it it turns into a kaiju battle. Yeah, Jason and Johnny be—they're not people. They—it looks like they're dudes in suits made out of that. No, that made to look like them, and they're just doing the big clumsy. There's like a model of the thing and there's like little toy people there and it's just yeah, it's slow like, motion th- it yeah, was it's a- it was so weird Yeah, no, it was kind
0: of like a model homage to the friggin kind of like, you know, old Godzilla movies and shit like that, where it's like a giant person in a suit with like a fucking like, you know, prop area and they're fighting through this like electrical grid power plant field area. There's like toy like workers. And then, yeah, you got like dudes. They're like dressed up to look like Johnny and like Jason, which
1: like the Jason one just has an excessive chin. And that's the thing. As soon as I saw this, I'm like, oh, this scene's got to be the thumbnail. Fuck, I might have to use that as a thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, I have no words to describe the scene. It was the weirdest thing. It was
0: just an homage to old kaiju battle. No, I know it what it ends, is, but... It ends with Jason Statham doing some Superman punch flying into, like, Johnny Vang. We can't describe it. You yeah. had to go watch it. It's probably Which, like, You YouTube. see the toy workers? They, like, edit into... They now switch to the actual workers? And we see just Jason Statham just, like, pounding ground, beating the shit out of Johnny Vang. Well, see, so finally grabs the freaking what was it—the lunchbox ice chest thing, which was supposedly with his heart. He's yelling, "I'm all right." What's the fucking lock to this? He smashes the thing on over Johnny's head. He's gonna smash it again, but Johnny's like, "Okay, okay, this is the like code." And he's like, yelling, "Fuck you, Chelios!" He opens it and he looks in there. and It's like,
1: this is not my heart. What the fuck is this? Who the fuck keeps this in a box? We don't know what it is. They never show us, and they never tell us. Which I think we forgot
0: on like the do- where he called a doctor one point earlier, and there was like some foreshadowing on something. I'm trying to remember oh, where
1: I must have missed that. Then, well, moving forward, I do know that he tries to ask Johnny for more uh, information. Yeah, no, I
0: think it's that they were talking about like he put his heart in, and then he's like, "Friggin', All right, I'm gonna go like I'm hunting down this one dude," and he realized, "Wait a minute, someone needs your heart." I think I have an idea. Wait, Chev. And then like Chev hangs up on him. But either way, he calls up the doctor and he's on the toilet and he tells him, yeah, so I did some research and yeah,
1: no, your heart is like is like pounding alive and well in a hundred year old man body. And then I see a hundred year old Chinese man rocking the fuck out to Tim McGraw's honky tonk, but donka donk and hitting on whores. Yes. That alone might've been my favorite scene in the movie. But either way, face tattoo appears
0: and kills Johnny and then take and then like his goons knock out state them and take him away. And then, yeah, no, we see like freaking you know, hundred year old man, David Carradine.
1: Oh, that was David Carradine?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Didn't recognize him. Well, (laughs) they made him look like a gross hundred year old horny man. Oh, oh, it worked. So, yeah, no, he eventually runs into chocolate and he's like asking her if she's ready for fun. He's like, like, oh, and she's like, oh, yeah. Then we have a state dream sequence. Okay, this or a co- flashback. It's more of a dream sequence. This
1: concludes to me they really wanted to make a third movie because this scene lasts a while. It's a weird. In, it's it's a look into Chel Chilios as a child. It's him on supposed to be one of those like tabloid talk shows. Um, yeah, the
0: Luke Canard show.
1: Yeah, it's about how he's violent and steals things and whatever. And you know he's raised by a single mom. And yeah, it was it was bizarre. And yeah, it, it goes on for like a good solid few minutes. Yeah, no,
0: it is kind of like a bizarre sequence with him, like, you know, shots from beating up kids at school, him robbing a cat, running down the street with a cash register, being chased by some punks. And then freaking yeah, no, it's just like, it just kind of ends. And then we see Statham waked up being dragged by a boat. And then freaking face tattoo, whipping out his dick and trying to piss on him, and then the subtitles of you just see Satan just yelling "fuck you, you motherfucker, I'm going to fucking kill you." So then we see. Oh, and he B-
1: pisses on him too. Yeah, I already said that. Oh, I thought I I'm here that
0: much. Yeah, so we see Biling wake up, waking up by Venus. Like, Turns out they know each other. Yeah, they know each other. Venus has a Tourette, like his body starts going down to Bailene. They both are having a weird, awkward in the middle street dance. And they're like, oh, Venus. Oh, it's cool to see you. Oh, hey, what's going on? And then, and then he's just like sitting there. He's like, oh, I need to go like freaking go kill the ferret. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I need to find my boyfriend, Ched Chelios. And he's like, you're looking for Ched Chelios too? And then we see Orlando and his bikers appear as like, they, like you see Venus and him. They like they freaking make eye contact. They are nodding their heads and basically them saying, all right, let's go face the ferret. Then we see Amy Smart's being interrogated and, you know, and like the, some like friggin police, some police office thing, you know, the interrogation room. The interrogation room, yeah. Yeah. And basically the dude's just like friggin interrogator. We're told basically the plot of the movie of just like the random, like... Jason Statham Rampage. He's getting
1: weirdly up close, and he's, like, whispering in her
0: ear. Yeah, and there's this little foreshadow line where the cop says, all right, well,
1: you need to wake up and smell what's burning, lady, because basically- Oh, fuck you. I just thought about I just realized when you pointed out. What it was foreshadowing.
0: There's a couple foreshadowing lines I said earlier with the doctor. This is actually where a well like movie. What the hell? Yeah, if you pay attention. But yeah, no. There's a foreshadowing line with him, but they don't have anything on Amy Smart, so she's like let off. So she's just let off the hook, no problem. So, Statham is at the channel is is on at the Channel Island is at the Channel Islands right now, and he is met face to face with the ferret, and we find out he's Ricky. His brother, Ricky the bad guy from the first movie. Dun, dun,
1: dun. Yeah, so I guess Ricky had a brother. who was this fucking Matt Cartel looking lad. The next, hey, hey you guys ever see Futurama? Turns out Ricky's still alive, sort of. They have his severed head being kept alive by science technology. Yeah, some crazy sci-fi shit, man.
0: (laughs) I wrote down, yeah, no, so Ricky has a Futurama head, except there's a bunch of tubes and shit going into his dome, and you just hear robotic water voices going, "Eh, it's just like some weird shit like that. But Jellios So yeah no the fucking like, the f- like Then we also get a quick edit of the 100 year old man In chocolate Then we're back to Statham as freaking the ferret Riffs off his battery pack His heart starts pumping down low And then like freaking the ferret grabs a nine tails whip With some friggin spike balls on it And starts whipping the shit Out of friggin Jason Statham but then Venus and Orlando, and the bi- Orlando and his biker gang appears with strippers and machine guns, and a fat shootout happens.
1: Oh, this shootout! It's probably yeah, it's definitely nuttier than the than the first movie. This whole movie is nuttier than the first movie. Well, yes. And then, so this is a sentence I wrote after Statham gets whipped by the Cat of Nine Tails whip. Venus shows up with his gay black dancer friends and Asian whores. And there's a big, huge fucking shootout. No, they're gay, but they they're gay black bikers, bro. That's right. Yeah. My bad. Mexicans are dying. Prostitutes are dying. Ricky's head tube thing gets shot. And then Jason kicks his head into the pool.
0: Yeah, no, he just like yells at us like, Hey, fuck you. And then yeah, he punts it, punts Ricky's head like a soccer ball. The next
1: thing I know, Jason is uh, Jason's Jason shutting down. And, uh, what's his name? Venus is getting cornered by the, f- by the ferret. So then next thing I know, Jason is climbing a telephone pole while gospel music is playing in the background. Well, here's the thing. Cause like the shootouts going on, there's like l- little no-
0: scenes to actually note is that friggin' Venus is fighting some dudes. He whips out a nunchucks. He like, b- he's like doing his quick nunchucks showing. He's like able to beat up one dude with nunchucks, but then his Tourette's start kicking in and he just like. Randomly, like, Tourette's headbutts him, be- headbutts this dude. Yeah, the 100-year-old, there's a quick edit of where we see the 100, David Carradine meeting freaking Dr. Yokum as he's getting, like, basically knocked out, and he just says, like, haha karma's a bitch. Yeah. violin shoots at Ricky's, like, Ricky's freaking Futurama head. Statham looks at the head. The, the head's trying to say, fuck you, Chelio. Statham just punts it. And then the ferret is like rolls up, he's ready to kill a friggin' slow feeling, like dying Statham. But then Venus tackles the ferret. And then there's a one sided fight with the with Venus versus the ferret. And then we see Statham work his way to a transformer on a pole with gospel music. And only and only to when he grabs it, it's just launched off it. Then when we see Statham, he is on fire. And then he just beats the living shit out of the ferret. And then he looks at bai Ling and for some reason he must have got a super electric charge, because now he's having an
1: '80s cheesy music video, <laughs> fucking edit going on. And as he, and he, te- he hel- yeah, he hallucinates that this is Amy Smart.
0: Yes, so he goes up to try to kiss Amy Smart with full romance, only to really engulf biling in flames, <laughs> and as then- she like falls into the pool. And then we see Statham just screaming, flipping off, flipping off the audience while engulfed in flames. And then the movie ends. Yeah, his whole body's on fire. But no. Then we see in the credit shot, we see that Statham's getting his old heart back while his whole body's wrapped in bandages. And when at first, it seems like after like the doc starts defibrillating him, it doesn't work. And he's like, ah, oh, damn it, sorry. It looks like we can bring back Chev. But then we see Chev's eyes wake up in a heartbeat. So, and then, yeah, then other just bloopers and, like, shit from the other movie. Like, the bloopers, like, what I remember is, like, Satan trying to rub Chester with a straight face. Like, he's trying to rub his arm, but he just, like, falls down the ground laughing. It's like, this is so hard. <laughs> and then a scene of people running around the Cypress Social Club where, like, a dude, like, isn't really sprinting. He was just casually walking. He's like, come on, we need, you need a sprint, dude. Ah. And then one of the porno dudes, just like line dropping where he's just saying, it's like, I'm going to be dropping load all over your silly wages. And he, the director trying to feed him lines and shit. So he's just like saying, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> and then we see like another scene, of like Statham being sketched, touching like the power box scene after a limo, because he's like that scene, like he, he gets launched back. And I guess Statham does his own stunt. So, yeah. But fucking, yeah, that was crank high voltage. And that was my third time watching that movie. Oh my god! Here's the thing: when I first watched that movie a long time ago, it's like, dude, if you watch that movie back to back with Crank, you're a little bit desensitized. How about you? First time watching that movie? See,
1: I there was a good couple days before I watched Crank too, and like, I don't know, like they they feel like totally different movies. Like, like I said, you know, the first Crank. You know, it it had its weird like piss filter moments, but it still felt kind of grounded, and Shev still kind of felt like a person. But in this one, just I don't know, just just the the tone was different, the spirit was different. It it, it felt. <laughs> fucking ridiculous it's like the first crank became a meme but it was still trying to do its own thing and crank 2 was like okay we know we're a meme how are we gonna out meme ourselves type of gimmick but uh, I I don't know I don't know which one's the better movie like crank 2 is way nuttier I feel like the first crank's the better made movie but I feel like they're both pretty good, too. I don't know. They've got two totally different tones. You know what I mean? Well, one. Well, this one was just more ridiculous. Yeah. And more shock factor. Yeah, yeah. Which turned some people off because, you know.
0: Dude, I wasn't ready for that. I thought we are just getting more of like the other Craig movie. Like just him. Oh, he has to get shocked. But I realized, oh, there's some really shocking, gross things that happen in this movie. A dude slicing off his nipples. Someone's like some like strippers, ladies, leaky ass boobs.
1: Yeah, some of that shit I didn't need to see.
0: Here's like, uh, but there's some weird shit like
1: the kaiju battle. They literally did some weird liberties, but then also they did two things like that in the first movie, like near the end where he hallucinates with the Asian with the Japanese dude in the hotel in the elevator when people start talking in his voice and a couple other things like that. But this movie, it was like every other scene. There's like some weird vaguely fourth wall breaking shenanigans it was this movie was a lot obviously and then, you know the public sex scene to like keep his heart going and shit the like crowd in the, first movie,
0: in the first movie it was just kind of like implied not too much in it this one they decided to make it more graphic yeah 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 <laughs> i don't know what to watch next we i got a either. minute.
1: we don't know you got any ideas um I could try to find a cool B movie if you want. If yeah, you yeah. want to do another movie. Yeah, you know, I've decided on Transporter and Crank this last couple of times. Maybe you should decide a movie. Okay. When are we going to do that, though? Because you're going on tour next week.
0: Yes. So, I don't With your know. If you're
1: sick death metal
0: band. Mm, death metal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Fucking. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Well, we're puberty.
1: Oh, no. What do you have on mind? I I I thought it might be fun if we che- if we uh, you know we checked out uh, Starship Troopers. Any others? Have, a- have you
0: ever seen that one? I've watched it on TV a minute ago, but it's been okay. a minute. I don't. I could tell you much. I remember just like oh, it was just kind of like a silly
1: war movie with like alien bugs. Yeah, that I I, I really like that movie. You
0: sound like you really want to watch that one. It,
1: it was just the first thing I could think I of. Fuck a it. We're God. gonna
0: watch Stormtrooper Star, Star- <laughs> Fucking Space Force. <laughs> What was the movie called? It's Starship
1: Troopers. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. That's kind of a mouthful. Starship Troopers. Neil Patrick Harris is in the movie. He's not a major role, but he's a minor one. Well, this sounds like a sick movie. All right. Next week? Next time.
0: Not next week. It depends on when I can get to watch Starship Troopers. Yeah. If I'm somehow able to find it and watch it, maybe we could record at, like a, like at some point. It might be a minute. Okay. But for sure, maybe the next episode might happen. Well, In I guess February. The, yes. February. <laughs> Early February. That I can for sure guarantee. There we go. All right. All right, everyone. This is the Doctor Danger Radio Show with your host, James and Edward. I hope you have a good
1: one. Adios.